Hello and welcome to a new podcast all about big infrastructure projects across the UK and around the world. We'll be covering a lot of transport, aviation, anything that is generally cool and interesting, including future projects in the making. Our aim each episode is to bring you light-hearted facts and analysis, all while having a bit of fun and laughter along the way, and never taking ourselves too seriously. Hosted by myself, Martin Lamb, and Louis Montford. Hello, hello. Two friends who work on the railway with a big passion for big projects. We don't claim to be experts on everything, but our main aim is to share with you our thoughts and opinions on each episode. We'll also give you the opportunity to interact with us through email and text. More on that later in the podcast. In the meantime, welcome to the first edition of Infostructure. So here we are, first episode. This is it. So what do we want to get out of this brand new podcast, Louis? What do you think? Personally, I just want to entertain people and give a bit of information to people. There's probably things we're going to discuss on here that people aren't aware of or necessarily don't want to do their own research into. A listening format sometimes is more approachable and easier for people. Yeah. Um, and certainly like when you're traveling, you don't necessarily want to read about things if you don't have the time. So sometimes listening to things is a lot easier and listening listening from other people is sometimes better because you get other opinions other facts and it's good to broaden your horizons really with that stuff i was gonna say we're not it's not supposed to be some engineering podcast either is it this because we're not experts in engineering by any means no no definitely not <laughs> i mean if you got me building and it'd be quite tragic really no uh, but um yeah it's, it's more of a, an entertainment podcast really that's what we want that's what that's our main aim really is to make kind of uh infrastructure sexy i suppose to some degree well yeah <laughs> is, gonna, is the proper way of putting it we're gonna struggle with that with us two really <laughs> but um yeah it's true yeah it's true. um it, it will be fun we're gonna be discussing some quite big projects here and with the audience interaction i think that will make it make it good yeah and we're gonna obviously open up to email and text and obviously the idea is like going forward each episode we're gonna open with like texts and emails from the last episode and kind of then discuss other people's points on stuff yeah so obviously each episode will be different and not necessarily follow each episode so in today's episode we're going to be discussing hst euston so then next episode might not necessarily be about hst but might be about something bigger and better but you'll find that later so obviously hs2 uh, i suppose we should give some context to hs2 do you think first off then yeah well exactly so um today we're going to be talking about hst euston that's a big topic so hst euston is the high-speed railway that is being built in the uk between london and birmingham and potentially future phases to uh to well, manchester and leeds if we even get that far yeah because the eastern leg's already been cut back hasn't it from from leeds to east midlands well yeah i mean there's there's a lot to talk about i mean why certain things are delayed and potentially not even happening and that's things we're now going to discuss but yeah Today we're obviously talking about HS2, so just announced that the construction of the leg from Old Oak Common to Euston would be paused for two years, while a new workable and cheaper alternative to the main station was designed, uh, meaning may not open now for up to ten years. Which is ridiculous. Uh, which is the same time as the Manchester leg, really. Well, yeah, I mean, you'll be able to get Euston to Manchester, what, in 30 years, potentially? And how much is it going to shave off? It, potentially an hour, isn't it, was supposed to have been, wasn't it? Some like 50 minutes to yeah. an hour. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Birmingham stretch is quite quite different quick and quick um so that's that's probably going to be quite good but the manchester bit who knows 
In this week's episode, we'll be discussing London Euston, the terminus of the HS2 project, and discussing the current plans, costs, and progress, along with the concerns and issues faced with it. HS2, uh, just to give you some context, really, is expected to be one of the busiest railway stations in the UK, with an estimated 300,000 passengers passing through it every day once the line is fully operational, which is some amount of people. I mean, it is, yeah, but it's going to be a service that is going to be hopefully accessible to everyone and useful to everyone. I think that's the important part, making sure that it is going to be useful. I mean, the demolition's already underway, as we've seen, and and tunnel boring yeah. at different locations. Uh, I mean, you just need to look around Euston. That when you arrive on the conventional lines into London Euston, you can you can see the massive excavation where that's happened, the de- demolition. Yeah. Um. There's there's plenty that have gone on, so they can't exactly stop now. No, but we'll be talking about that in just a second in more detail because eventually it was going to feature. Well, it's going to feature ten high speed platforms, which had already been downgraded from the eleven initially designed for the best operational performance, which was what was recommended. Uh, obviously, you said the station design will also feature shops, restaurants, and other amenities uh, for passengers. So, I suppose you just started off there. We're talking about what was taken away. So, I suppose that's a good place to start, isn't it? What was there before, and uh, and then we'll get into the hand of. I suppose yeah what what's happening now with it all yeah so obviously around euston you had the uh the national rail station yeah. the 1960s concrete building which to be fair i certainly won't uh be sad to see go because it's not exactly a great design um yeah, it's quite old-fashioned isn't it euston? It's, it's before the 1960s concrete phase came in a lot of stations were beautiful um but euston has become one of those 1960s concrete Brut- brutalistic uh, architecture which some people do like yeah no 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 that's that this is true this is true some people do like it to be fair but i feel like potentially with a new station design yeah. um it'll enhance the whole area a bit more but yeah so the um the national rail station obviously that used to have 18 platforms 17 and 18 got taken uh, away yes yeah of course yeah which when that first started they they weren't holding back they just ripped those those platforms straight out the Fissel Hotel, as well as well as the office blocks nearby, and the massive council estate, which again that's created quite a lot of controversy about why that was removed. Uh, that could have been useful to the building, to the building project itself, uh, office blocks maybe. Yeah. And there's a lot of the ventilation shaft, the underground, for example, that's that's potentially being relocated um, into a power management station a bit further mm-hmm. into the H- HST um, site. But yeah, a lot has been removed, and if this project has been delayed by the two years, which they are saying, there's there's quite a lot that's happened for nothing. Yeah, because that's the big news, isn't it? Really, and that's the one we want to talk about is the fact that HS2 has recently, by the government, been paused for for two years. While because basically the costs are just spiraling, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, the costs. What was it? Two point six billion originally allocated. Um, for HST Euston, it's now overshot by 2.2 billion. Yeah, it's 2.6 billion in April 2020, uh, 4.8 billion now, and 2 billion already has been spent on what we've just talked about already the station, its approaches, including the design and land acquisition and the proprietary work. So, 2 billion has been spent already, and <laughs> it's clear and it's a flat land. Well, yeah, um, it's there's, there's nothing to it. I mean, what is going to happen there? Like, you were. Personally, when I've been arriving onto trains, you've seen what's happened. You've seen the work going on. Yeah. Are we going to arrive and there's nothing going to happen? Yeah. What What is going to be there? It's just like a concrete, well, just a flat bit of concrete and stuff now, isn't it, going on really now? Since they've flattened it really and getting the groundworks and that's about it. Mm. And, uh, and obviously, when this was 
potentially opening, they were meant to be, meant to be getting a, away with some of the conventional lines. Like X line out of Houston, for example, was meant to be disappearing because mm-hmm. that wasn't going to be needed anymore because the traffic volume was going to reduce. Yeah, go over to HS2. So there's not just HS2 that's affected here. There's a, there's a lot affected. Like we said, the main station has been affected. Two platforms have been taken away, regardless if they were needed or not. That's still something that's happened and that can't be reversed. So something needs to happen. Yeah, I suppose the answer is if it... Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get on to it if it never happens, I suppose. But is it... The thing, I suppose, is to, pausing it for two years is very, in my opinion, naive. The fact that inflation is obviously... Well, we all know about the cost of living at the moment. It's pretty crazy, don't we? But the fact is that aren't costs are going to just go through the roof? And when they do design a new station, even if it's cheaper, by that point, the construction costs will be higher. Yeah, well, they're still having to pay people, for example. They're yeah. still having to pay um, security. Uh, all the apprentices they've taken on, they're halfway through the apprenticeship um, n- numbers they want to take on, so that they're still getting paid. There's a lot of people that work on HST Houston that need paying. There's mm. still bills coming in. So how much money is this actually saving? And who's who's benefiting from the money being saved? And sorry if those people then go and get other jobs... Uh, then you knew, you lose the skills when it does then hope, well, we assume, uh, get restarted again. Well, exactly. People aren't going to sit around forever and wait for things to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly a, a big morale boost, is it, for the staff on site if the project has been held for two years. I mean, you've got other sites down the line. They, they've got a lot of staff. They probably are full of staff. They don't need any more people yeah. on site. What's going to happen to these people that were working on HSC Houston? Obviously, design fate is still going on in the background, but that's more down to project staff rather than people on the ground. So there's there's not a lot happening, and there's a lot of concerns being raised. I mean, if we take this back, there's been a recent article, actually, I found the other day in in Rail News. HS2 Limited Chief Executive Mark Thurston has admitted the cost of building a new station alongside the existing London Euston Terminus for high-speed trains was not really known until last year. We've been talking about the uh, National Audit Office has already warned that in March this year, the existing budget had already gone up, as you said, from 2.6 by, well, by 2.2 billion. Uh, and more recently, work on the tunnel between Old Oak Common and Euston was paused last week. Uh, this was uh, only dated at end of April. Uh, and HS2, though, still weirdly, is announced recently as the 12th of April that work had started on building an 853-metre logistics tunnel between Atlas Road North Acton and the Old Oak Common site to be used for the delivery of construction materials and the removal of waste from the main Euston running tunnel. So it's weird that some bits are still, like, going on. The proprietary bits are still kind of going on quietly. I feel like they've got to carry on with that kind of stuff. So when potentially if this has been paused for the two years, that they can't just kick everything back off again. They've got to still develop things and have the framework in place yeah. for when it does does start. So, well, in my opinion, I mean, when do you think it went wrong? If we go back to what well, we said in the intro, really, originally Houston should have had 11 platforms. So why have we already downgraded it to 10 and now we're pausing the construction? To me, it's like, do, we really want it to, do they really want it to happen? Well, I mean, it's, again this is down to money isn't it really yeah um and the scope of the project do people actually know how how well used this line is going to be we don't these are figures and until the project is open we don't actually know what's going to happen so potentially they could build 10 platforms and only six of them get used they've said they're going to put these services in place Mm. we don't know how well 
use these services are going to be and where they're going to go at this point. Because, like we mentioned, East Midlands Park already. Yeah. Scotland, is that going to happen? Yeah, because the Leeds part of it as well. I mean, we don't don't want to digress too much, but uh, all those kind of things. It seems like there's a kind of history now of downgrading elements of it, isn't there, really? Let's get rid of Leeds, first of all. And then Manchester's been delayed, and now Euston's been delayed. It's like... It's almost like they don't want it to happen, really, isn't it? Or, we, you know, the powers that be don't want it to happen long term. Well, it's the same as the goal ball link, for example. That was meant to join it back onto yeah. the West Coast mainland. That was quite a big, important link. That was discussed and that was thrown away or, de- or delayed. Who knows what's happened to that? That just seems to have been buried in the HS2 Houston mess. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly a small, small issue, is it? Do you know a thing in this country? I always think that why does everything in this country cost more than it seems to? Why can high-speed lines in China or um, um, you know other countries seem to build things a lot quicker and a lot cheaper? But for us, everything seems to be inflated. I find. Yeah, it's it's strange. I don't think we have the ambition in this country. Like yeah. we we we've got things planned, but do we really want to do this? And then we start doing it. But we invented like, the railways. Well, exactly. <laughs> and, and and this is the issue. Everyone yeah. else has done it far better than we have. I know, but that's a kick in the teeth, isn't it, I always think. We invented this thing, and yet we seem to be so bad at executing it now. Well, yeah, and that's not just even about HS2. No. That's that's about uh, the current rail operations as well. That's uh, that's true in this country. There's a lot lot of stuff going on, really, with it all. I just think it's weird how... You know, it was recommended to make 11 platforms, and they've said if they didn't build it with 11 platforms, Houston, that it was always going to be a bottleneck to some degree. That if in the future, let's say, you know, you need to run, I think, I think it's 16 trains an hour they can run comfortably, I think. Yeah. But with the extra platform, you could have run 18. Yeah. So that's two paths that you're never going to have back potentially, because for like for long distance services, it'd give you a bit more layover time and disruption and that kind of thing. It just seems, again, short sighted, doesn't it? Well, Again, that's 16 trains out of Euston. Yeah. These 16 trains aren't going to every destination. No, exactly. So that extra platform potentially can give an extra service to each area, for example, whether that's towards the Midlands or towards Manchester. That's an extra service, and that capacity is important, as, we, as we've seen at the moment with with the conventional conventional lines. They're constantly expanding. Yeah. They need to expand because there's so many people travelling. So scalability is important and having a bit of future proofing is important because that is exactly where we are now um with the rest of the network we have no ability to scale because a it's so old and b there's no room so you can't go back to houston in 20 years time and start demolishing things again surely and obviously we live in this post-covid world now don't we where uh, traveling habits have changed obviously people aren't commuting nine to five so much now but leisure travel uh, as we kind of know firsthand in some of our day jobs is that it's it's massive isn't it it's busy saturday sundays it's busy on the railway exactly and it's people want to travel yeah people are going to travel like you've just said leisure is massive um and business is coming back i mean the the midday trains uh the midweek trains sorry are are busy but you need to think of the target audience and it's finding that right balance between leisure travellers, business travellers, and mm. people come come into the railway for the first time. So, if you're not going to cater for everyone, then it's not really going to work. Plus, I want to ride on it before I like retire as well. <laughs> but to be fair, I won't mind working with it. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you're, you're well. I'm older than you, but yeah, you'll you'll have that part where you can probably can, can work in it. Well, yeah. That is, again, this is this is another jobs. thing: is yeah. the jobs. Um, it's it's all good for the jobs, and obviously people say this this project is a waste, and you can understand why people are saying this, especially with the delays and everything. 
but there is a lot of positives that come out of it the jobs and it attracts people to the railway and potentially to the country certainly germany for example their their high-speed network is amazing Mm. you that attracted me to to germany is that the one that's ice is it ice ice yeah or I, it, I see. Intercity, ex, I don't know what Inter- it is. No, I don't know. It's Sea Express, probably. Yeah. yeah, probably sounds about right, doesn't it? Um, that certainly attracted me to that country. The fact that you can go anywhere in a reasonable time, and it's a it's good quality service. Yeah, we're we're just bad at things. So, look, at, so. look at China as well. I mean, well, they literally build high speed lines like next week, don't they? I mean, well, yeah, they just get on with things though. There's no <laughs> there's no faffing around there, is there? Not at all, really. I think my biggest question is, I don't know about what you think, is what happens if Euston doesn't happen? And let's let's hypothetically say Old Oak Common is now the terminus for HS2. Well. Exactly. What's your view on that, then? Well, I, don't, I, I just... I, I, a lot of people yeah. probably have the same opinion. Who's going to go to Old Oak Common? Like, the, there's a lot of um, transport projects that are based around HS2. For example, the new two overground stations that yeah. were meant to be built near Old Oak Common, they'll become major, major stations if Old Oak Common does become the terminus. But that's not really London. It's not. It's not really a convenient place, is it, for for people to get to and travel to and from? Like, who who's going to say, "Oh, where are you off to? Yeah, I'm going to Old Oak Common." <laughs> I mean, like that. A lot of people know Euston because yeah. it's London Euston. Yeah. A lot of people don't know Old Oak Common because it was a depot years ago. Yeah, of course it was. That's what we all know it as, isn't it? Exactly. So there's going to be a lot of there has to be a lot of power and publicity behind that. And to if if that is going to be made the new terminus, then there needs to be something behind that to say this is London or try and make it a, a connectable service to London because that's no that's. I know we're talking about the bigger area of London here, but that's not really convenient for anyone. I suppose that's no different to calling like Stansted, London Stansted, which they put, don't they? When it's nowhere near Stansted, is it really? Well, no, and this this is exactly what we mean. It's, it's it, I feel like the Euston leg is important, yeah. and if that's not built, then the project kind of spirals into its own own mess. And with Old Oak Common, what we're forgetting also is it's not actually being built as a 10 platforms at Euston, but Old Oak Common is only supposed to have, is it five or six? It's supposed to be an intermediate stop on the way into London. So it, it would never be able to handle the traffic, surely. No, exactly. And this is another thing. If we're talking about the delay on Euston, is there going to be a delay on Old Oak Common while they redesign the whole station? Because they've realised, oh yes, this is now the terminus. We need more than five platforms. I mean, I was thinking, why did they even build a station at Old Oak Common anyway? I mean, I was thinking, why did that ever have to happen? Why could it not just be Euston? Why, where was this? Old, I don't, actually, I didn't know the answer to this. I mean, maybe you do, but why Old Oak Common even come about as a station? Well. Just for the interconnection with the Elizabeth line and the overground then, was it? I mean, it is quite well placed for certain lines, isn't it? Yeah. Temple, uh, the Great Western elizabeth land like you've just mentioned so it does bring in people from maybe like the great eastern areas right um they can get across town but i believe i don't know this for fact but i believe this is where maybe the drivers depot is probably going to be as well oh right the okay. staffing depot again these things aren't just like fact yeah i mean <laughs> the project's not fact let's be honest because i was reading the other day even old oak common which i don't know if it's a common fact that even that's costing five billion and I was really shocked to find that's actually probably dearer than the cost of Euston because of the way it is. It was like five, because they've had to clear the site from an old depot. I think it's five billion or something crazy for a new station. I mean, that is that is some serious money. Yeah. For, I mean, the, the, the station designs do look nice. 
of what we've seen, although Houston station design is changing again. Um, I think the, this will be the third design if, when eventually it turns up, yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously, aesthetics are going to cost a lot of money, and we've got to remember this is a whole new signaling system as well that's been, been put in as well. So there's a, there's a lot of technicalities behind it, um, but the station costs are just ridiculous. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and if it used to never opens... Is it, is it, for me, it's a white elephant straight away. Who is going to want to go from Curzon Street, an old station in Birmingham that they're bringing back again? That's another brand new station that they're, they're putting in. Uh, who, who's going to want to use it? Is it surely isn't, the costs aren't going to stack up for people paying for it? No. Well, I again, I wouldn't who's... use it, I don't think. I couldn't see why would you need to when you just go to Euston and get it. I mean, it's not, that, it's not massively long to Birmingham New Street as it is, is it? Well, I mean, for, for some people, certainly from Manchester or in the East Midlands, for example, if the train does not go to the London a London terminus, they might they're just going to get jump on the conventional line again, even if it takes longer. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I certainly would. I'm I'm going to go on HST purely out of just like enthusiasm, yeah, yeah, being interested in it. But as a passenger, you've got to think about their behaviour, their behaviour habits, and if they're actually going to be if they're going to use it, and the cost of the tickets mm. we don't know what anything about that and obviously that is very early stages but with this is another thing to think about how we're going to balance the costs between hs2 and the the conventional lines and if it's going to be worth someone <clears throat> trying to faff around from old old common to, to to london and like you say paying for the cost of it because we all know how cheap rail fares are as well don't we well, yes. <laughs> yeah because they're nice and cheap for everyone at the moment aren't they and that's again that's a whole beast in well, uh, yeah. Why do we raise prices every year? To, and it just it just discourages people to to even travel. I think. I mean, like the, I think the dearest fares in Europe. I think here, isn't it? We are. Yes. Yeah, uh, every year they keep going up. Yep. Five percent. You know, every inflation or above inflation. Or I just think it's crazy. To me, I've always said with ticket fares. I know we're digressing a little bit, but I've always said, why don't you just slash them by half? Surely, yes, you take the hit initially. But I always think the demand would would be massive. Is what I've always thought, really. Well, yeah. I mean. There's a lot happening with tickets at the moment, and I, I feel like that's that's just way out of like. Yeah, that is definitely enough. Another well, yeah, it's, it's not. It's a very different podcast, really. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, it is crazy, but it is true. If you if you if your costs are out, then people yeah. are just going to be pushed away from the railway. But yeah, there's a there's a lot to talk about here, and there's this is why it needs to be done over different episodes especially because yeah. Houston for example that's like we've discussed now that's its own thing yeah Birmingham's going to be its own thing and there's so much and we still don't know what's happening uh, with half with quite a lot of this stuff because they're building bits all across the country aren't they little phases here and tunnel boring machines here it's almost like little bits all going on and eventually it'll all just join up yes yeah exactly it will be it will be good but it's 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 important now to make it good. Yeah. There's no point cutting back. Then it you're actually looking back and thinking, why did we actually bother with this? Mm-hmm. But so. Old Oak Common could be the terminus now for ten years, basically, if this mm-hmm. doesn't get off the ground for another two years, because you know how long it takes to build anything. So ten years is the terminus. I think whatever happens, Old Oak Common is going to be the terminus for up to ten years now. Yeah. I mean, we 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 need some kind of answers and i think there's a lot of people in this country who need the answers there's probably quite a lot of businesses out there who depend on um depend on hs2 to actually um to happen at london yeah if you if you bought a business plot near um euston station 
hoping to target people coming off HS2, then you're going to be pretty pretty annoyed if that doesn't happen. I mean, just just look at the Elizabeth line, for example, the delays that happened with that. There was a massive article about bus- businesses failing because the line hadn't opened in, at the time they said it was going to open and no one was getting business. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of factors to think about and there's there's so many external factors to HS2 rather than just the project itself. And I think the other thing we've not forgot is outside of that, what is the knock-on effect? And I've got two points on this, really. One, um, Elizabeth Lyon talking about it, you just mentioned there, and I read recently that they've got to procure more trains for it now uh, because is it they event, event, what are they Aventuras, are they, the trains? Uh, no, something. Something like that. I'm sure <laughs> it's a, the Bombardier. Sure it's a, no, they're Bombardier, but yeah. it's Alstom now, isn't Alstom, it? Alstom, yeah. But apparently the production line for that is is to close um, shortly anyway, so they need to procure new Elizabeth Line trains. So obviously they're compatible with the existing system. So the cost of that for TfL, who've got uh, they've got their own problems with budgets at the moment post COVID. Yeah, they've got to procure more trains. So because the knock on effect of having old oak common as the terminus potentially for up to ten years is going to mean you need more trains, more services, and you've got to increase capacity elsewhere. So there's again another knock on effect of cost. So I don't see where you're saving money here, really. No, I mean. Money goes around in circles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, someone they've got to get the people from Old Oak Common to London. Yeah. To the to the heart of London, so that would be by Elizabeth Line, surely. Yeah. Which is why they're ordering more trains. But again, that's money for individual business. Yeah. So, like like we just said, business costs are rising, the project costs are rising, and we don't really seem to be going anywhere. Yeah. And the the more this gets delayed the more things don't happen, the more issues it's going to create for people not even wanting to use the line or protesting against the line. I mean, look, when the project was first announced and building work started at Euston, you you had people digging tunnels near Euston to to protest against it. Oh, yeah, they did, didn't they? They went to court and everything, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. And there's there's been a lot about environmental issues as well. So there's gonna if 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 this project really doesn't get off the ground there's going to be more people protesting against it and i don't think the hs2 project needs that no it's just drawing more attention to it isn't it really and it's not the attention that is that is needed so who knows what's going to happen in that sense because there's been a lot of like we just said environmental concerns about the hs2 project tearing up woodlands and stuff like that i mean obviously that has to happen for a new railway line yeah but it's about how they deal with that and how they interact with the with the communities to help build that back up. Surely that's why the cost is so massive because they do they do put nowadays, don't they? They have to put so much in place to protect woodland and bore tunnels like through the Chilterns and stuff. I mean, the environmental factors are taken all into consideration and that's probably why the cost is so high, isn't it? Because they, they regard that as such a high priority now. Yeah, and it is important. I feel like if you're gonna build something you need you need to help the wildlife in the yeah. surrounding areas and revitalize that because you can't just come through tear up land and expect everyone to be okay with it yeah. um so that's that's a cost in its own right and a lot of these station designs have got to be environmental as well yeah, energy efficient nowadays energy efficient, yeah. which I, I don't disagree with i think it's important to to have um stations that are renewable and can renew their own any energy whether yeah. that's through solar or some other means because that just that makes it better for everyone the government and banging on about this 
zero carbon oh, yeah. or like making everything neutral for example which is good and positive so why we need to make our stations like that as well yeah so. that is a big part of it and, and the last point i wanted to make about the old oak common thing and obviously houston being delayed is we're forgetting that the capacity of the west coast mainline the idea uh, one of the ideas of building hs2 was to relieve capacity on that to free it up for more suburban services and freight as well let's get more freight and you're talking about decarbonizing and getting lorries off the road and stuff so really there's a bigger picture to all this i think yeah exactly so the reason the whole project was founded was to like you've just said relieve pressure on the west coast another line so if that's not going to happen that's going to like put a delay on that as well yeah um and like you said more freight trains gets lorries off the road the the whole carbon picture as well just extends and extends and extends yeah the whole thing is a mess <laughs> yeah that's true it's put it lightly it, it it is and it's it, it's it's a constant topic so if, if two guys here that work on the railway day to day we can see that it, it, it's such a mess why are the people and the powers of being i don't want to make this too political but why can't they see what the bigger picture i suppose is the weird thing is it's to save money now isn't it and not the long term but it doesn't surely these people are quite they are intelligent they're intelligent people well, we think they're intelligent and well <laughs> um well, some some are <laughs> yeah but they they, they, they are that uh, they're in these jobs because they clearly have some sort of knowledge and i don't really understand where it's all come from and yeah why it why it stopped um the, the project would have been good or potentially still can be good if everything runs runs how it should be but that that involves replanning everything yeah. again so getting everything back to what it was um that and that's that's everything from the goldbone link to making sure it goes back into the the, the actual east properly yeah yeah back up to leeds where it should have done anyway originally mm. and there's <clears throat> the we've not to forget about the logistics behind this as well so the line might open but we've still got to think about how the service actually operates whether that's how many trains to certain areas we don't know this and we certainly don't know this if we don't know how many platforms users going to have <laughs> so yeah. yes but yeah it's 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 a it's a big t- it's a big topic and i think this is why we need the interaction from the audience of this podcast so that's that's quite important as well because you make this podcast if you yeah. give us information, we we can debate about it, and certainly Martin and I aren't always going to agree on certain no, certain not. topics because um, everyone has their own opinions and views. But certainly for this, it's a general consensus from quite a lot of people that HS2 is losing the backing of a lot of people. And that's probably a good point to say, uh, before we kind of summarise, a good opportunity to say what other people think about today's topic, like Louis said. Uh, do you agree with what we're saying? Do you not agree? Do you have a different opinion? Uh, anything we may have missed? Uh, are not covered really i mean we have talked quite a lot about it but there are the other elements or angles we've not discussed on the podcast but yeah so please uh, feel free to suggest any future topics to us as well or any thoughts good or bad on us on the podcast god don't say that be, be kind <laughs> um so yeah send us your texts on 07520633522 that's 07520633522 or you can email us do you want to give out the uh, email yep. address podcast yep at infostructure.co.uk Nice and easy. It's it nice remember. and easy. And it's quite nice as well. I think it's very good. You did, you did a good job there. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we'll read as many as we can out on the next uh, next edition of uh, Infrastructure before we get into the next topic. So uh, should we summarise, kind of, I think? Um, 
your, our opinions really on it. I mean, my, I'll let you go with your opinion first. What do you think about the whole, let's pause HS2, what's your summarise of everything really, pros or cons? If, if pausing it develops a better project, I'm all for it. I mean, it's annoying. It's very Ooh, frustrating. I didn't expect to say that. But if pausing it makes things better, then that's fine. If pausing it makes things worse or doesn't <laughs> develop any better yeah. solutions, then the whole project's a waste. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what your kind of vibe is on it. I think uh, I'm. I'm with you that I think I'm not saying Euston is going to be an easy station to make. I think where it's uh, situated within the, the the confines of it is isn't going to make a build easily, and that's probably why the costs are serious. So yeah, I think um, sizing up a new station that's that's on budget, correct. Pausing it for two years, I think, is a bad idea personally because I think. The costs of it, the, the knock-on effects is what we just said about procuring more trains for Elizabeth Line. You've got the, the less capacity on the freight. It's going to be delayed 10 years potentially with Old Oak Common open. And to me, that doesn't justify the rest of the project if Houston isn't open pretty much from, not day one necessarily, but within the first couple of years is my opinion. I think it's a mistake. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. This so, is Martin coming out of his shell now. I disagree. I was slightly with you there. That I think, yeah, it's a mistake. I don't think it should have been cancelled. I don't know how it's taken five years to have two wrong designs in the first place, to be honest. I think it's incompetence to some degree. But there's never been, there clearly has never been some understanding or acceptance from, from yeah. people. Or, like, working together. It's like, it's, it, it genuinely is like someone has said, Let's build a railway line. We're not sure what to do or how to do it, but we'll just start digging up parts of the country and hoping it works. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, that starts from the demolition onwards, doesn't it, really? But, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Why, like you say, why not have a plan in place for all this and, and the costs in place? Yeah. Oh, that's all for today, I think. I think so, yeah. I think we've kind of uh, summed it up quite nicely. So, uh, yeah, what's going to come up on, on the next edition of uh, Infrastructure? Well... The next edition on infrastructure is about the line in Saudi Arabia. Oh, um, yes, What's which that about, is, it's a a new city that is being built completely in a straight line, and Ooh. it's got some funky additions. So there's definitely a lot to be looking forward to with that one. And it's being built now as well, is it? It is. It, it started. started. Oh, but I don't know much about it, so I'll be have to do a bit of research before we talk about that on the next edition. It's fun. It's it's certainly one I've I've wanted to talk about, and it's definitely gonna interest a lot of people i think because this one's kind of flown under the radar a little bit okay not i've not heard much about it so yeah i look forward to discussing that on our next podcast but yeah uh thanks for listening to our first edition of infrastructure with me Libby, and this is martin yes thank you um thank you very much we look forward to uh you enjoying our episodes and uh we'll see you again soon with another episode all right bye for now bye bye